Thank you for taking time to listen to this week's message from First Orlando. You can find even more content, including video archives of this and other past messages at firstorlando.com. And if you're in the Orlando area, be sure to visit us sometime soon. Now, enjoy this podcast from First Orlando. So we're so pleased today. I'm particularly pleased to be able to have with us Marcos Witt back with us uh, to preach to us today. I told him earlier today, when you came the first time, you're a guest, but when you come back a second time, you're no longer a guest, you're family. If you didn't hear last time, Marcos grew up as a missionary kid in Mexico, American parents growing up in that environment as a young man, learning the language there in Mexico. And he has become a prolific singer-songwriter, has over 30 albums that he has recorded. But to me, Marcos' biggest gift to the kingdom, even though he's an incredible musician and singer, his real gift is his ability to write music. You see, because in Spanish, Marcos is the one who has written the songs that the church is singing. And I'm so thankful for the message that he's given today that is just what we needed to hear today. And I'm so excited for you to hear him today. Please welcome our friend and family member, Marcos Witt. Thank you, thank you. Wow, wow, thank you. Man, after an introduction like that, I think I'll play a song I wrote. Are you ready to hear this one? No, sorry, I I actually didn't write that one. (laughs) I'm glad you laughed this morning because I want to talk to you about how to keep the joy of the Lord. Thank you for your enthusiasm. (laughs) You know, the instant we were conceived, each and every one of us were given the gift of the joy of the Lord. God knew you and I would need joy to make it through this life. When did we lose our joy? Who stole our joy? Why did we lose our joy? The Bible says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. In fact, what if we just did this little exercise? All of us here say that out loud with me. The joy of the Lord is my, so personalize it, it's my strength. God knew we would need joy to be able to make it through this life because life gets rough sometimes. And life has a way of kind of sucking the joy out of you or punching the joy out of you. You know, the more people look into joy, the more they discover how amazing joy is. Did you know that the medical field now has a whole thing they call laugh therapy? They put people in a room just to laugh because it heals. Because laughing produces something called endorphins. Have you ever heard this word, endorphins? It literally takes pain away. It's kind of like God's Tylenol. 
some, some people need to stop taking so much Tylenol and just laugh a little more. <laughs> they, they say that one good, deep, deep belly laugh. You know, the kind of laugh that starts right down in here in your spirit. You know, your spirit's right about in here. Right? That's why some of us are more spiritual than others of us. They say one deep belly laugh can produce about up to six hours of well-being. You just need to laugh a little more and it'll regain your strength. It'll, it'll give you joy and joy gives you strength. You know, God puts so much importance on joy that he has made sure that every family has at least one comedian. Right? The minute I said that, you thought of some, oh yeah, Aunt Susie. Or, or, or you thought of a cousin, or you, or you thought of a brother. Now, if you couldn't think of anybody, that's because the comedian's you. Right? Yeah. And I know a lot of moms are like, Joe, would you stop messing around? No, ma'am, no, ma'am. Give Joe a microphone and a little pedestal and have him tell you some jokes. Your family needs to laugh. The enemy will do anything to steal your joy. He doesn't want you happy. He, he's not happy that you're happy. John chapter 10. Verse 10 says that the enemy came to, to steal, to kill, to destroy. But Jesus came to give you life to the full. The enemy doesn't want you healthy. He doesn't want you happy. He knows that no joy means no strength. And he'd love to see you walking around with no strength. He, he knows that no strength means no victory. He'd love to see you walking around with no victory. Now, now make no mistake, he's really intelligent on how he takes joy out of people's lives. He uses headlines or news. You wake up one morning and there's a headline. There went your joy. Or, or, or news stations where they talk about the same thing hour after hour after hour. Then they bring the experts in <laughs> and talk about it another 24 hours. I tell you what, we've mastered this in the United States. Nobody like the United States to analyze the life out of everything. The, the, the enemy will use social media. You, you get on your social media and somebody's posted a comment on your social media, there went your joy. Do you know there's people who put what they eat on their social media? Why? Would you do that to the rest of us? How, how many more kittens can we see on 
social media. The enemy knows how to use social media so your joy will fly right out of the window. Oh, the enemy knows how to use freeways <laughs> for you to lose your joy. <laughs> One day I'm driving along, just minding my own business, listening to great Christian music. It's probably a Marco Switt album or something on there, you know. That wasn't. But I hear this person behind me start, they start honking at me. I don't know what I did to them. And I'm like, wonder what I did to them. And then they come, they come passing me up on the right hand side. And I could tell the person was really agitated. Then he waved at me, but he didn't use all his fingers, if you if you know what I'm talking about. I went on his way and now, that could have been an opportunity for the joy to leave. I know Christians who come to church Sunday morning and get joy in the auditorium, then lose it out in the parking lot trying to get out to get to lunch. Don't look to your left or to your right. Keep looking up here. <laughs> I love that laugh. Has your joy ever left you when somebody looks at you and says, is that what you're wearing this morning? <laughs> there went your joy. <laughs> oh, here's one. Checkout counters. Can somebody explain to me why you can go to a Walmart and there'll be 30 checkout counters, but, but only two of them are open. And both of those have long lines, and you're standing at the back of that line looking at all those checkout counters when all of a sudden one of those people who think, you know, they're the owners of the universe, they go to the front of the line, and you're standing at the back of the line. You go, hey, whoa, and there went your joy. Now, I know that's never happened to anybody in here this morning. You know, the enemy could use guest speakers for you to lose your joy. Came in this morning wanting to hear pastor continuing the series. Who's this guy they got up there? I never heard this guy before. Starts his sermon singing, ay, 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 ay. What's the deal on him? <laughs> oh, somebody say Jesus, Jesus. came to give us life to the full. I have a very simple goal this morning. My goal is that you'll walk out of here with the joy of the Lord. My goal is to give you two simple tools. You ready? You're gonna wanna write these down. Very simple tools to help you keep your joy. Anybody ready for the first tool? Thank you, there's one lady back in the back up there. That's all I need. Let's go, number one, remember. Everybody say out loud with me, remember. Remember where God brought you from. Mm. I'm looking around here this morning. I'm seeing a lot of very beautiful people sitting in this room. You're welcome. I'm seeing people that are, are, are blessed and favored. I can't see anybody in here who's dying of hunger. 
God has been good to you here today. God's been good to you. I tell you, while we were worshiping this morning, the young man up here with no hair was just, I'm telling you what, he got to me. Did he, did the presence of the Lord touch you through him like he touched me? I, I, I can't, I can't see where he, where he's seated right now, but I can, with that kind of passion for Jesus, I, I can understand why he lost his hair. <laughs> then I looked at the guy on the drums. My joy was fulfilled watching him play the drums. Did you see his hair? I'm telling you, then the pastor told me they're brothers. I'll just leave that right there. I'm telling you what, First Orlando, this morning, the presence of God is in this room. He loves you. He's standing here with you. He's seated there next to you. Somebody needs to say, thank you, Jesus, because you've been so good to me. When you remember, you see, the Psalm says it like this, and I chose the New Living Translation. I just like the way it reads. It says, let all that I am praise the Lord. And then this part, may I never forget. Say those two words out loud with me. Never forget the good things God does for me. Is there anybody in here who has hand-me-downs in your past? Thank you. I'm happy to be among such a comfortable crowd because <laughs> I have hand-me-downs in my past. I had an older brother and a younger brother, and when mom would buy a pair of blue jeans, it always went to the older brother. Then it was passed down to the second brother. That's why it's called hand me down. Then I would pass it on to my brother who was younger than me. By the time that pair of blue jeans got to him, they were pretty bad shape. But one day something happened. My younger brother got taller than me. So guess who got third generation hand me downs? It went from the older to the younger and back to me. Now I'm talking, I'm a child of the 60s. Thank you. I don't know why you whooped, but. <laughs> but back then, mamas wouldn't let you go out with holes in your jeans. They would buy these patches. Everybody's laughing, remembers this. <laughs> She'd buy these patches at Sears. They were big and they were brown to go on blue jeans. Anybody in here? Mm? Now, she would iron these on and they started right about here and went all the way down to here. 
Mm -hmm. She put one on this knee, one on the other knee, one back here and the other one back. I mean, there was no way to, it wasn't fashionable to walk around with patches back then. These days, you can go to a brand new store, buy brand new jeans. They got holes and patches on them in the store. <laughs> I always thought, why wasn't that the fashion when I was 10 years old? Would have avoided a whole lot of psychological damage. <laughs> hey, but look at me now. I ain't got to wear nobody's hand-me-downs. I don't have to put on my older brother's clothes. God has been good to you. God has been good to me. When I think about where I've come and I look at where I am, all I can say is God has been good. And when I remember that, the joy of the Lord comes back. Are y'all happy over there? Give me a second, I'm gonna go talk to these guys. They look, like, they, they look like they need perking up over here in this section. Anybody God been good to up there? That's what I thought. Man, I, 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 had, this, I had this car, it was a VW Beetle. I don't know what I was thinking. I thought I was gonna restore it. That was a crazy idea. This was a Beetle car, it had leprosy. <laughs> the, the driver's side door didn't close. It would just swing open. And when I take a right-hand turn, I had to coordinate really good because it was a stick shift. So I had to put the clutch in, change the gear, take the wheel, make the turn, grab the door. <laughs> or else I might spill out onto the pavement. That car had rust in the floorboard. I could see the lines of the lane going by. That's how I knew I was in the right lane. <laughs> Somebody in here might be saying, Pastor, you just described my car. I've got news for you. If you're driving that kind of car, coming from a guy who used to drive one, I'm going to say to you, if you stay faithful to him, he'll be faithful to you. You'll be driving a better car not too long from now because God is a good, God is good to you, to me. That reminds me of this little chorus. My dad used to sing this. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. so good to me. Does anybody know that little chorus? 
God. Come on, sing it with me. You're so good. God, you're so good. God, you're so good. You're so good to that clap was for Jesus, I think it could be a better clap than the one you just gave. Come on. Wow. <laughs> just think, just think about God's forgiveness. Mm. About the blood he shed at Calvary for your sins and for mine. Just think about his grace. Oh, here's one. Think about his mercy. It says that his mercies are new each and every morning. I tell you, when you think about God's goodness, when you think about God's grace, when you think about God's mercy, when you think about God's loving kindness, your joy is going to come back to you. I can guarantee it or I'll give you your money back. Folks, you might not be where you want to be, but you're so much better than where you were. Does that make anybody happy this morning? So, when we remember, say this word again, remember. When we remember, your smile will come back to you. When your smile comes back to you, your song will come back to you. And, and when you sing, your praise will come back to you. And when you praise, your joy will come back to you. So tool number one, remember where God's brought you from. Tool number two, you ready to write this one down? Anybody being helped this morning? So simple. Tool number two, remember where God's taking you. Oh, wow. Remember where God is taking you. Not only remember where he's brought you from, but remember where you're going. <laughs> Folks, this world is not our home. This is not our permanent place. Stop looking at all these temporary things. We have a mansion in glory. We have a home in heaven. We have victory waiting for us, eternal victory. We'll be singing and shouting and playing the drums and the trumpets and the instruments and singing before the throne of God where his light will fill the entire universe. Folks, this home, this earth is not our home. Now, when I was a kid, we talked about heaven a lot. We sang about heaven. I heard sermons about heaven. Preachers would, would tell us scriptures like the one I'm about to read you. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 18. And I chose the contemporary English Bible just because it... It says it so amazingly well. It says, we don't focus on the thing. What are you focusing on? 
don't focus on the things that can be seen, but on the things that cannot be seen. Oh, they have it up there. See, when you remember where God's brought you from, I used to have hair. <laughs> the things that can be seen don't last, but the things that can't be seen are eternal. God's love, that's eternal. God's grace, that's eternal. God's favor, God's mercy, all those amazing things. It, to me, it's, it's incredible how many people are looking at temporal things, always looking. You know, that's one of the problems with this age of social media we live in because people post what they want you to think they look like. You know better than that because you know them. You look at them, whoa. He, he looks like he lost a lot of weight. No, it's called Photoshop. <laughs> People are, are posting things about what they're eating, about what they're doing, where they're going, who they're hanging out with, and, and, and you're falling for the trap. You go, oh, I wish I could have their life. No, you don't. God has given you everything you need to live in joy, to live in victory, to live with the happiness that only God can give you. Stop looking at all of that. Put your eyes on the things that are above. Jesus says, I've gone to prepare a place for you. If you think about that for a minute, you know, all of this universe and all of its glory God made in, in six days because he rested on the seventh day. So Jesus said 2,000 years ago, I'm going to go prepare a place for you. He's been gone 2,000. What kind of a place is he preparing for me? I'm telling you what, folks, you're not going to want to miss it. Make sure you make your plans. You're going to want to go to heaven. Jesus says, when everything is ready, I will come. I'm going to get you so that you can always be with me where I am. Ladies and gentlemen, if you don't like your house here in Orlando, don't worry about it too much because God's making you a mansion in heaven. If you don't like the streets, I'm going to talk to these guys over here in a minute. If you don't like the streets in Orlando, God is making you some streets of gold that you're going to be able to walk on. If you don't like the clothes you're wearing right now, don't worry about it too much. God is going to clothe you in righteousness. He says you're going to have a new body. You're going to have a new, oh, somebody's going to get excited up in here this morning because God is preparing you a place. in heaven. That reminds me of a joke. I'm going to tell the joke. You say, are you going to tell a joke in church? I am. I got permission from the pastor to tell the joke this morning at the first service. So this pastor and this taxi driver, they went to heaven on the same day. And it, like in all jokes, Peter met them at the pearly gates. <laughs> Somebody's going to laugh at that. 
and he took them on a tour of heaven and then it came time to take them to their, to their residences. And so the pastor, they took him to this nice little three bedroom, two bathroom, little yard in the back, one car, garage, little front yard, and it sat on glory to God street. It's a joke, folks. You can laugh about it. Some of you are, where's that in the Bible? It's not. <laughs> and, 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 then the, and then the taxi driver, when they take him, I mean, they took him to this mansion, massive mansion, had marble columns out front, 10 bedrooms, 12 bathrooms. It had a swimming pool out back. It had a four car garage. There were palm trees out front, water fountains in the front yard. There was some flamingos walking around on the front yard and it was on Hallelujah Boulevard. <laughs> Pastor looks at the mansion, looked at his house and went to Peter and said, hey, hey Peter, this, this isn't a complaint. Just like to have something cleared up. It's like, I preached for 40 years. And I mean, I'm happy to have my house in heaven because the alternative ain't that great. <laughs> says, but why does he as a taxi driver get that massive mansion? People say, oh, pastor, that's easy. The, the deal is that when you would preach all those, people would just fall asleep during your messages. But when that Taxi driver drove people around. They called out to God with all their might. Can you laugh first, Orlando? Come on, somebody laugh. <laughs> That's a good joke. Look up. Your future is bright. Amen. And the most amazing thing about your future is that Jesus is already there waiting for you to get to your future. Somebody say amen in here. Look up. Your future is bright. The prophet said in Jeremiah, you have a future and a hope. Here's another old hymn. I'll Fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. Did anybody know that song? Did you know I had this in my notes to speak this morning to you? And when I walked in the door in the first service, the orchestra was playing, I'll fly away. I tell you what, that was amazing to me. And so we're going to sing it again. I'll fly away, oh glory, I'll fly away. When I die, hallelujah, by and by, I'll fly away. And I bring this in for a landing. Two 
Simple tools. Remember where God's brought you from. And just say, thank you, Jesus. And there comes your joy. Remember where he's taking you. And you can say, thank you, Jesus. And there comes your joy again. I'm going to finish with the song. This was one of my grandmother's favorite songs. My grandmother, Wit. They went to Mexico in 1952 as missionaries. So my dad was born and raised in Mexico. So when he, he came to the United States to study theology at a Bible college, met my wife, I mean my mom, his wife, my word. Kind of skipped a generation there, didn't I? Met my mother, a girl from Georgia, and they went down to Mexico when I was one month old. My grandmother Witt used to sing this song. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Can't remember the next lyrics from here, so I'm going to sing it in Spanish. Como sentirme solo Y en el dolor vivir Si Cristo es mi consuelo Mi ayuda siempre fiel Sabes, tienen seguro asilo en él. Si aún la sabes, tiene seguro asilo en él. He watches over me His eye is on The sparrow Get a big breath This is a big finish And I know That he watches over me and over you and every one of you.
all the way up there. And all of you online. Yes, I know that he watches me. for Jesus. We love you first, Orlando. Thanks again for listening to the First Orlando Podcast. For more information like our service times, location, and other contact information, be sure to visit us online at firstorlando.com. Have a great week.